Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, another stacked news weekend. I hope you heard my interview with President Donald J. Trump on Friday. Interview one of our new interview series. Honored to have the president on board. Uh, It's on our YouTube and our channel. Please listen to it. He broke a lot of great news on there. Um, Thanks for all the support on that. A lot to talk about today, including the complete, total, utter collapse of the impeachment farce. Another witness who totally blew up their spot that you probably haven't heard about. We will get to that. Also, the meltdown of Madam Schiff against Elise Stefanik. The video audio is just classic of that. Speaking of that, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, Dan, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, The gentleman will suspend. The gentleman will suspend. Please stop interrupting my show. (laughs) Uh, Stop laughing. The gentleman will suspend. I'm kidding. See, look at him. He's he's as aggravated as everyone else was. If you if you saw you, the, you, Joe, did you see it? You want me to of answer you, you or what? <laughs> no, of course you did. Joe yes. was privy enough to see yeah. my clips oh, for the show. Funny, man. Wait till we get Adam Schiff oh, later. Isn't great, that disgusting? Man. Him trying to gavel out Elise Stefanik, a talented, strong woman in Congress from upstate New York. Like that so wait till you see that. We got a lot to get through. So thank you, Producer Joe, for playing along with the joke. We coordinated yeah, that. I was that. messing with that him. Was Come good. on, you get the difference. So. Yeah. All right, let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at U.S. Law Shield. Go to uslawshield.com slash Dan. Get your five free defender reports now. What's U.S. Law Shield? Why does it matter? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to carry a firearm for protection, which you're uh, safe with and proficient with, of, of course, I strongly recommend you don't carry naked. I don't mean naked without clothes Woo! on. I mean naked without the protection of U.S. Law Shield. Here's an update about a story I shared with you a few months back. True story. Naked. It was about a 64-year-old New York state man who fatally shot a pair of prowlers rooting through his home. After killing the suspects, he was arrested because the firearm which saved his life originally belonged to his dead father, and he failed to register it when he inherited it. After four months, the charges were finally dropped, according to his lawyer. Imagine that. You defend yourself during a robbery, and this was the second time, by the way, and you're the one who gets arrested. This is why don't carry naked. Carry with the protections of U.S. Law Shield. For less than $11 a month, you not only have immediate, 24-7, 365 access to an attorney, but you won't pay a penny in attorney fees. God forbid this nightmare ever happens to you. If you want, go to US. If you want to go to uslawshield.com slash Dan and get their free uh, defender reports, do it today. It'll be absolutely free. These five free defender reports. Please do it. You'll be amazed how useful the information inside is. We're living in scary times and the good guy doesn't always get a fair shake. Don't go at it alone. Get the protections of uslawshield.com slash Dan right now. Go to uslawshield.com slash Dan. Get the protections of US Law Shield today. Attorney 24 7, 365. God forbid you need one. Check it out. All right, producer Joe, let's go. There we go. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, so this just apocalyptic. That's <laughs> so funny. I'm looking on the screen on my Adobe Audition uh-huh. file. I said, Joe, there's these two huge spikes. I'm like, what the heck is that? I forgot it was my gavel. Oh, yeah. the, the, the producer was That'll suspect. do it. There's these big monster spikes That'll on there. It. Yeah, it's going to set your, uh, your Joe's, Joe's going to have to do some work on that one. So the impeachment fiasco continues to explode or implode in the case of the Democrats because it's collapsing on itself. They keep bringing up the Democrats. Remember, this is happening over in the House right now. The House of Representatives, of course, is controlled by the Democrats. Nancy Pelosi is the speaker and the committee running this. The Intel Committee, which isn't actually intelligent or doing any work on Intel at all, is being run by clown Adam Schiff. Yep. Uh, you know, a Captain Gavel man. So 
Schiff keeps calling witnesses. Remember, these are his witnesses. And one of the witnesses he called, the transcript got out over the weekend. It's a guy named Tim Morrison who was on the National Security Council. Remember, where the uh, fake whistleblower complaint emanated from. The whole complaint about Trump with the call Ukraine where he allegedly made some quid pro quo deal that never happened. Right. So the original complaint was that Trump was holding up military aid and he demanded investigations from the Ukrainian president on that call. Again, we now know if you're a sane, rational, sentient being, that did not happen. We have the transcript of the call and it's not there. But that didn't stop from Schiff and Pelosi and others from promoting the hoax, the gaslighting hoax fake complaint that the military aid was upheld because Trump wanted investigations into Biden. Oh, check this doozy out. From Tim Morrison on the National Security Council. These are the transcripts. You haven't heard about this, have you? Here's what he says at the end. He's questioned about the holding up of this military aid, Joe. And Mm -hmm. clearly they're trying to say, hey, wasn't this because uh, Donald Trump wanted investigations into Biden? Here's his answer. Morrison. The president's general antipathy to foreign aid, as well as his concerns that the Ukrainians are not paying their fair share, as well as his concerns when our aid would be misused because of the view that Ukraine has a significant corruption problem. Hmm. He's talking about the delay. Ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, totally, completely obliterates the point. You get what he's saying here? Hmm. They're asking him was the delay due to some concern about investigations into Hunter Biden. And Morrison completely dismantles it. This guy was on the National Security Council. And he says, no, uh, the president has a general antipathy to foreign aid. He felt that the Ukrainians may not be paying their fair share. And he was genuinely concerned about corruption over there. Folks, you hear about that this weekend? Did you hear about any of that? No. This is Schiff's. You didn't, right? No, This is Schiff's witness. This isn't our witness. This is Schiff's witness. No, Schiff. Completely annihilating their talking point. Wow. By the way, Joe, that transcript, I think, and you're not going to hear a peep about it in the media anywhere. Mm -hmm. That transcript, if anything, reflects positively on Trump, who I think people elected, obviously, based on his antipathy towards endlessly flowing foreign aid that we get nothing back for in return to countries that have histories of corruption. I agree. Yeah. Now, that wasn't it. No, 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 no. That was not it. There's more. There was another little doozy in this uh, transcript in the Morrison testimony that came out over the weekend that, again, you'll hear nothing from in the mainstream media. You're not watching this show or following conservative websites. You're missing all of what's really going on in exchange for BS media narratives. Here's another one where Morrison gets talking about uh, Vindman. Hey, this is fascinating. Mr. Castor, the lawyer, says, Hey, uh, Mr. Morrison first leads off by saying, I had some concerns about Lieutenant Colonel Vindman's judgment. Remember, Vindman Mm -hmm. was one of these uh, National Security Council members who, again, said he had some issues with the call. Okay, then run for president, become the president. You're not. And so he says, I had concerns about Lieutenant Colonel Vindman's judgment. The lawyer for uh, the Republicans, Castor, says judgment with respect to what? Here's Morrison's answer. Again, you won't hear this anywhere. Among the discussions I had with Dr. Fiona Hill in the transition was our team, my team, its strengths and its weaknesses. And Fiona and others had raised concerns about Alex talking about Vindman's judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Schiff's guy. This is Schiff's witness saying, number one, 
There was no quid pro quo for military aid. It was being upheld because of concerns about corruption and misuse of foreign aid and the Ukrainians doing their fair share to uproot and get rid of uh, corruption in their country. And then secondly, the whistleblower military uh, gentleman, Colonel Vindman, who apparently had concerns with the call, despite declaring in his testimony he saw nothing illegal about it. They had serious concerns about Vindman's judgment, his own colleagues. Again, you're not going to hear any of this anywhere. Now, I gave a um, speech this weekend at an event, and it went over very well. It's a long speech. I'm not, I may put it on YouTube if we can get a hold of it or promote the YouTube channel where it is. It's about 25 minutes. I'm not going to relitigate the whole thing because I've discussed some of it on my show. But the takeaway, the lead on it was I connected Spygate to Whistleblowergate. Uh-huh. Now, I've hinted at some of this before, how Spygate and Whistleblowergate are the exact same scandal. They're both hoaxes, and they're both covering up Democrat malfeasance. I wanted to quickly hit that again here. But before I do that, the Democrats are freaking out right now because it's the same scandal. There's a piece in the Washington Examiner, by the way. Johnny Ratcliffe knows this as well, a really solid congressman from Texas. I got some video of him later, too. Radcliffe realizes that the Democrats are freaking out. The Democrats are worried about what? They brought up this whole fake whistleblower hoax because they're racing to beat the IG report, which is supposed to come out shortly. The inspector general report on the whole Spygate fiasco. So they just made up another hoax. But I'm here to tell you that these two scandals are the same thing. You may say, how? How is Spygate, Ukraine whistleblower gate the same scandal? Well, before I get to that, I want to play a quick video audio of Devin, uh, Devin Nunes, fantastic congressman from California, who's obviously been all over Spygate, on the Mark Levin show, Life, Liberty, and Levin. It's new time, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, the, one of the best shows on TV. Long-form interviews. Mark Levin asks Nunes this exact question about Ukraine, Spygate, how it's all interrelated. Listen to Nunes' answer, and I'm going to make sense of this for you. You're never going to doubt me after these are the same scandal. Check this out. You had so many problems in Ukraine. So uh, the Democrats, they hate to admit this, but their sources for the Fusion GPS company that they were paying to dig up the dirt on Trump that ultimately made its way into the FBI, there were Ukrainian sources there. Okay, So they were paying people to go into Ukraine and dig up dirt. Some of this dirt came from high-ranking Ukrainian officials, allegedly. Uh, But what we do know is there was another DNC operative that was working with Ukrainians. And the Ukrainian ambassador in Washington, D.C., publicly trashed the Trump campaign, which is almost unheard of for an ambassador, sitting ambassador, to side with one party over another in Washington, D.C. Now, look, none of the ambassador corps, just like no one in the media, thought that President Trump was going to win. But... I only know of one ambassador that actually publicly came out against the Trump campaign in 2016, and that was the Ukrainian ambassador who was working very closely with DNC officials. Nicely stated, Congressman Nunes. Folks, Nunes knows, because Nunes knows all in this, that it's the same scandal. The spying operation on Donald Trump, to be crystal clear, simple bullet points here. The spying scandal was enabled by a fake dossier, or I should say a dossier 
composed of fake information. Ladies and gentlemen, large swaths of that information came from Ukraine. Hence the need to cover up the Spygate scandal by saying Trump colluded with the Russians and the need to cover up the sequel to the Spygate scandal. Ukraine's role in it by saying Trump's colluding with Ukraine in a quid pro quo. It's no more complicated than that. Laid out beautifully, by the way, by John Solomon, his latest piece, which will be in the show notes. By the way, quick note, the Bongino report, we're almost there. So show notes and all, the alternative to the left-leaning Drudge report coming very soon. So stay tuned. But this will be in our show notes today. John Solomon reports. The 15 essential questions for Marie Yovanovitch, America's former ambassador to Ukraine, who testified on Friday. We've got some of that, too, some audio of that, which you're not going to want to miss. Here's question number eight that John Solomon has for Marie Yovanovitch, which explains nicely what's really going on here. He says, and I quote, here's his proposed question for her. Your colleagues, in particular, Mr. George Kent, have confirmed to the House Intel Committee that the U.S. Embassy in Kiev did, in fact, exert pressure on the Ukrainian prosecutor's office not to prosecute certain Ukrainian activists and officials. Keep that there for a minute. So Solomon's laying out what this question's about. The infamous do not prosecute list that Yovanovitch and Kent allegedly had this role in a list they gave to Ukrainian officials. Do not prosecute these people interfering in their local law enforcement, by the way. He goes on. Solomon, these efforts included a letter Mr. Kent signed urging Ukrainian prosecutors to back off an investigation of the aforementioned group ANTAC, that's the Soros-connected group, as well as engaged in conversations they did about certain Ukrainians like parliamentary member Serhei Lyshenko. Oh, boy, isn't that cute? So the do not prosecute list, which is not a conspiracy theory, is in fact reality, mm. has already been acknowledged. The media can call it a conspiracy theory all the way. They just, I mean, it doesn't matter to me anymore. Their credibility is garbage. It's crap. It's a pile of horse manure. It means nothing to me. The mainstream media has missed every single big break in the last two years on yeah. the Spygate scandal and now whistleblower gate hoax. So it's irrelevant. I don't waste any time on what they call a conspiracy theory. Collusion with the Russians by Trump was a conspiracy theory. So the do not prosecute list, which we know is real now, we know included conversations about not prosecuting a guy, a Ukrainian, a prominent Ukrainian, by the way, former parliamentarian, Sergei Lyshenko. Copy? Now, hmm. so Ukraine gate, why are they covering up their do not prosecute list and their efforts to interfere in Ukrainian law enforcement to protect this pool of people, including Lyshenko? Some of you would already heard last week's show, but it's important to repeat this again in light of what Nunes said this weekend because it's the same scandal. Check out this piece by the Epic Times, which is terrific. You, I have this up in the show notes as well. It's an older piece, but it's worth your time because it'll explain everything. It's from April of 2019 by Jeff Carlson. Ties to Ukrainian national, a unifying theme in early attacks on Trump. Check out this portion of the piece, which explains perfectly why they're desperate to cover up Ukraine's role in Spygate by making Ukraine a Trump scandal. Oh, there's that name again. Sergei Lyshenko, who Kent and Yovanovitch, these witnesses against Trump, right? Oh, yeah. They had him on an alleged do not prosecute list. Here we go. Sergei Lyshenko, a member of the Ukrainian parliament, was a common thread involved in Democrats' opposition research into former campaign manager Paul Manafort. Lyshenko, along with Artem Sitnik, 
the director of Ukraine's National Corruption Bureau, was responsible for publicly disclosing the contents of the Ukrainian Black Ledger. That's the document that implicated Manafort to the media and started the investigation to Paul Manafort. Listen to this one. Leshenko also served as a source for various individuals, including journalist Michael Isakoff. Oh, remember his work was mm-hmm. in the dossier, folks? DNC operative Alexandra Chalupa, who's already acknowledged, by the way, the Ukrainian embassy's already acknowledged she was seeking information on the Trump team in a collusion effort. In addition, Leshenko served as a direct source of information for, for, for who? For who? Who's that? Oh, Fusion GPS and their hired researcher, former CIA contractor Nellie Orr. Folks, Lee Smith's new book, uh, he's an excellent journalist, The Plot Against Trump, has a chapter on the proto-dossiers, which is fantastic. What are the proto-dossiers? Ladies and gentlemen, there were dossiers written by Fusion GPS before Steele got on board. Remember, I thought Steele wrote the dossier. No, Steele didn't write the dossier. Steele's name's on the dossier. He may have had some role in it. But those dossiers were being written by Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS, who's already acknowledged, Nelly Orr has stated under it. Lyshenko's denying this, by the way, to be fair. Lyshenko's saying, I had no contact with Fusion GPS to give his side. I'm telling you, Nelly Orr has stated under oath that Lyshenko was one of her contacts. That is indisputable. Is she lying? I don't know. Lyshenko says she is. I'm simply trying to tell you something was going on with Lyshenko because Nellie Orr is already under oath, said Lyshenko from Ukraine was one of our sources for the proto-dossiers. Ladies and gentlemen, are you seeing how this snake weaves through everything? The Spygate scandal was an effort to get fake information from overseas sources, Ukraine included, allegedly by Lyshenko from Ukraine, who's feeding information, according to Nellie Orr herself, to Nellie. As they're writing these proto-dossiers, they then bring Steele on later on and they recycle some of the same information and put Steele's name on it. It's the same scandal. It was a collusion scandal with the Ukrainians to impact Trump. Again, what do the Democrats do? What they always do. They simply take out Democrats, erase it, and put in Trump colluded Mm -hmm. with the Ukrainians. It is literally that dumb. Joe, is the audience on Budgman? Does that make sense? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, this is pretty clear, Dan. Yeah. Okay, I need you to understand this. Lyshenko is the key to the whole thing. It's the reason the media is covering up the do not prosecute list because Lyshenko's on it. Yeah. It's the reason I believe Lyshenko's so furious his name is being brought up in this. It's the reason Nellie Orr and them are so terrified about releasing Fusion GPS's bank records because they don't want to see payments to (laughs) uh, people in Ukraine. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. And it's also the reason they have to get Trump out of office before it's discovered that all the fake information used to spy on Trump, a lot of the significant portions of it were coming from Ukrainians colluding with Democrats. There it is, in a nutshell. There it is. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, none of this is working. I got a second sponsor I'm going to get through in a second, but none of this is working. I got more on this. It is backfiring in spectacular fashion. So I want you to smile a little bit. I know a lot of it's bad news, but this is blowing up in their faces. When we come back, I'll get to what I'm talking about. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Teeter. You know, folks, some of the products we sponsor, um, I use, I use often. This is a product I use actually twice a day. Teeter, it's T-E-E-T-E-R. What is it? They are the leader in inversion tables. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I have really severe arthritis. It's really horrible. I don't need to complain about it anymore. Show up, you know, I'll get through it. But one of the products that's helps me, uh, help me with my shoulders, my back and everything is the teeter inversion table. It uses gravity in your body weight. You invert and it decompresses your spine, relieves pressure on your discs and surrounding nerves. I get kind of like a, I don't even know how to describe it, like a teeter high off it when I get off. I feel great. That blood flow to my brain, it clears that brain flow. I mean, really it's for decompression in your spine. But folks, for me, the brain fog alone and getting rid of it is just worth its weight in gold. I love the decompression on the teeter inversion table. It helps me maintain an active lifestyle and a healthy, supple spine, even in my mid-40s. If you have back pain or you've been lucky enough to avoid it, get yourself a teeter inversion table. Invert every day. Keep your back healthy so you don't get back pain. It also helps me with my shoulders and my hips. Some products I talk about, again, I use regularly. This one I use twice a day. Over 3 million people have put their trust in Teeter. They're the best known name in inversion tables since 1981. I'd be lost without it. For a limited time, you can get Teeter's brand new 2019 upgraded model of the inversion table, the Teeter Fit Spine. With bonus accessories, has these stretch max handles. You can add a little extra traction onto your stretch. Z-Reach ankle system plus a free inversion program mat with 24 illustrated stretches and exercises so there's no guesswork. Teeter inversion tables have thousands of reviews on Amazon and rated 4.6 stars. That's hard to do. And with this deal, you'll get $150 off when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash Dan. You'll get free shipping, free returns, a 60-day money-back guarantee. There's no risk for you to try it out. You won't send it back. This product is terrific. Remember, you can only get the new 2019 Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table plus a free inversion program mat by going to teeter.com slash Dan. That's teeter.com slash Dan. Check it out. You're going to love this product. Okay. Showing you, again, how this has failed, this impeachment hoax fiasco in spectacular fashion, which it has, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this piece by Paul Bedard at uh, Washington Secrets about the polling on this. I mean, you want to talk about a complete political meltdown on the left. Look at this. The approval rate, Trump's approval rating is now jumped to 50%. Oh. Impeachment poll, Trump's approval rating back up to 50 Nice job, fellas. <laughs> Whoa, nice job, nutty. Democrats. You're really doing a lot of damage here, Trump. <laughs> now, keep in mind. I just saw, but right as I got on the show, I hate doing this Sunday, but right as I got on the show, I didn't have time to send it to Paul because it was literally as I got on the show. This came over. Rasmussen reports coming this morning. This is a the poll, a poll outfit, a respected pollster, mm-hmm. Scott yeah, Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Yeah. Coming this morning, Joe, voters want to hear about Ukraine from Hunter and Joe Biden. So not only... Uh, was it, remember, was it Suicide Squad, Captain Boomerang? This is like dopey <laughs> Captain Boomerang. Like Captain Boomerang from the Suicide Squad is good with the boomerang. This is like Bizarro Captain Boomerang. He's so incompetent, throws the boomerang, Bizarro Captain Boomerang, and it only hits him in the face every time. Folks, this thing is blown up spectacularly. Smile a little bit. Their witnesses are collapsing. Their story's not working. Their hoax is being exposed. They have no sound bites. I still haven't even given you the Yovanovitch audio video, which was awful. It totally blew up in their faces. Trump's approval is up. And these impeachment hearings are spiking interest in, in Trump. No, in Hunter Biden's corruption overseas and Joe Biden's role in it. Nice job, Dems. Really good. Bizarro Captain Boomerang effect. Very well done. Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> idiots. I'm sorry, folks. I don't mean, but really, idiots. You were warned. Were they not, Joe? You were warned by moderates in your own yes. party. This is really stupid. It was not, you were warned. I'm not a moderate in your party. I'm a conservative. Yeah. But moderates were telling you what we were telling you. I'm not here to give advice to the Democrats. But we warned you. 
you do this and go down this path. Did we not show there will be no turning back? You have no case. If you had evidence of Trump committing a high crime, I and I believe most Americans would be with you. It's not appropriate. Get Pence in there. You had nothing. You don't have evidence of anything. Forget about a high crime. You don't have the evidence of a low crime or an extra low crime. There's no crime. This is a made-up hoax, and it's a cover-up. Now, they they paraded up Marie Yovanovitch up to Capitol Hill on Friday, which I, I was interviewing Trump while they were on. I was looking at it my, out of my left eye on the TV, and he addresses it in my interview. I strongly encourage you to listen to it. It's, it's really good. Can I bring up one thing? Sorry, um, I don't mean to get off track. I'm going to get to Yovanovitch in a second, but I got a lot of questions from you. Why didn't you ask Trump about the national debt? Folks, you have my, Paula, can you vouch for me on this? Folks, I swear to you, it was my next question. Um, but out of respect for the president, they gave us 15 minutes. The interview went on for about 22, 23. I had to get off. The, I swear to you on my life, if you've ever trusted, that was my next question. Um, I, I had him in order and they were perfectly fine with it. You know, I was ready to go with all this stuff. Uh, they did not like screen any of my questions at all. I just didn't have the time. I give you my word. If we get another interview, that'll be question number one. I was not ducking it and neither were they or anyone like that. So I just want to, because you're right, it's a big problem. And no matter who's in the White House, I totally get it. Who's in the White House? And you're right. But I swear to you, that was one of my questions. Just out of respect for the White House, I, I couldn't keep them on long. So I just want to get that out of the way. Sorry for interrupting the show. But so Yovanovitch, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, header on this one, the, let's get the lead off. Yovanovitch has the sads. So uh, Marie Yovanovitch was our ambassador over to Ukraine. And yeah, I know. She's got the sads, Joe. She was fired by Trump. Oh, we're supposed to all feel terrible. Uh, Trump treats people. Terry fires people. Dude, he literally had a show, The Apprentice, where his tagline was, you're fired. Like, you didn't know this about Trump? His whole thing was the swamp and firing people. And like, this is your best shot? Marie Yovanovitch. I was fired by Trump for doing a terrible job. I may have been involved in this do not prosecute list and bad-mouthing Trump overseas, but he was really mean. Jesse Waters. Hat tip to Jesse on the five. I have to tell you, and by the way, hat tip Benny Johnson um, from uh, Turning Point. I got this from his Twitter feed. Here's a clip from the five of Jesse Waters in one of the best minute-long rants. I'm not kidding. I've seen on Fox in years just eviscerating Juan Williams on this point about how Marie Yovanovitch, just, you're impeaching the president because she has the sads. She's upset she got fired. Listen to that. He goes on to a couple more things. This is one of the best 60 seconds of audio video you're ever going to see. Check this out. So, so Jesse, uh, she said, though, that when the president was, the earlier transcript was released and the president was revealed to have been talking to the president of the Ukraine about her and said, you know, she's a bad ambassador She's going to go through some things. She said she did feel, in fact, that she had been smeared. Oh, poor baby. When Obama got into office, he fired all the ambassadors and replaced them at will. He can do whatever he wants. All presidents can. Under Obama, ambassadors were coming back in body bags. Now everyone's upset because one got fired. So what? People get fired all the time. It doesn't make a difference. Witness tampering? Really? Schiff colluded with the whistleblower. That's witness tampering. Bribing? How about when Obama sends pallets of cash to Iran? More of a bribe than this. Freezing aid for a blink of an eye? That's a bribe. Tweeting is now an impeachable offense. That's witness tampering. Let me ask, Trump says let me let's go you. to court, let me and then you, you want to get him for obstruction. They're criminalizing everything. Hmm. 
You know, he looked really irked there to me, too. He looked genuinely irked. Uh, yeah, I love it. Listen, I know Jesse was well, yeah. actually a, quite astute analysis. Folks, I have to tell you, Jesse's a sharp guy, but mm-hmm. that is probably the best minute of audio. I'm not kidding. I have seen on Fox in years. I mean, there's, we, yeah. you know, I'm including myself in that. I mean, what a total, complete evisceration of every stupid leftist talking point you've heard. And Joe, I believe your analysis is correct. You know, Jesse can be sarcastic and funny, provide some comic relief on the five. But Jesse's a smart guy. He does his homework. And I I agree with you. I think he is reaching the point where the BS meter, he's done. Yep. Like he's done. Like you and I are done. Like Paul is done. And like the audience is done. Mm -hmm. Like we are really, really tired of this. Like, we were tired of it two years ago. Now we're tired of being tired of it. Like, you idiots really need to get out of the way and let the country move on. Mm-hmm. Really. Because you the liberals and their, their hoaxers and their media allies and their spinsters and their talking heads, you really just need to pipe down and get out of the way now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really a disgrace what's going on. It's a constitutional republic. You're free to out your grievances and air them, but you're clearly at this point throwing a monkey wrench in the machinery of the country just because you all have the sads because you don't like the president. And candidly, it's really gross. But the main talking point there Mm -hmm. that Juan tried to put out there, which is, I don't know how it's even a talking point. He fired Marie Yovanovitch and she's upset. What? Look at his Breitbart piece, again, which will be in the show notes, a must-read today, by Charlie Spearing. Flashback. President Obama fired all of George W. Bush's appointed ambassadors in 2018. I'm just curious, Joe, do any of them have the sads, too? <laughs> when is the hearing about the, is this going to be some Sigmund Freud psychoanalyst uh, analysis approach? Are we going to have all of the Obama-era ambassadors who were fired, who were from Trump, uh, excuse me, from President Bush holdovers? Are we going to have them come up and talk about their sads? We have the sads. Uh, it's not even a media double standard. They don't have standards. Their talking points are stupid. The president's tagline was you're fired. He ran on outing the swamp. We have a swamp rat ambassador and all of her minions in Ukraine bad-mouthing the president with serious allegations of being involved in a do-not-prosecute list, interfering with foreign law enforcement to protect people credibly alleged to be involved in the Spygate information trafficking scandal, and we're supposed to just let this go? What do you think, we're stupid? Thank you, Jesse. Really, very well done. Now, getting to the hearing, because I didn't even get to the Ivanovich hearing, which was, again, I don't care what the Democrats are telling you with their bootlicking media acolytes and sycophants. I'm telling you I'm getting it from friends of friends and friends of friends of friends, kind of like the whistleblower, who are hearing rumors that this thing is a catastrophe for the Democrats. You don't believe me? This is an impeachment hearing about alleged high crimes, misdemeanors, treason, or bribery. Right? That's what this is that Yovanovitch was testifying at. Mm -hmm. Joe, as the audience ombudsman, this is not a, a cattle auction. It's not a nope. car auction. Nope. It's not a, you know, a free screening of a movie. Mm-mm. This is an impeachment hearing, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Dan. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. We're talking about alleged high crimes, misdemeanors, treason, and bribery. Here is Chris Stewart, congressman from Utah on the Republican side, asking Marie Yovanovitch, who's testifying at an impeachment hearing, 
if she has any evidence of all at all about what they're testifying about actually happened. And here the hapless Marie Ivanovich comes up empty again, in addition to the other two witnesses who had nothing on it either. Check this out. Do you have any information regarding the president of the United States accepting any bribes? No. Do you have any information regarding any criminal activity that the president of the United States has been involved with at all? No. Thank you. Thank you for answering that directly. The American people know this is nonsense. The American people know this is unfair. Chris Stewart, one of the unsung Mm -hmm. heroes of this, by the way. We give a lot of attention to Mr. Ratcliffe, Nunes, Jordan and Elise Stefanik, but there were a lot of really good people up there who did their jobs. And I want to, you know, listen, I've, I, as you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, um, you know, I get very upset at the Republicans. We don't stand on principles. Yeah. We've seen a lot of that, sadly, our national debt and other things exploding. But they have really buckled down and fought back on this. And, you know, I was proud on Friday. You did a good job. And I mean that, you know, it's easy to pile on all the time, but once in a while you deserve a pat on the back. Finally, standing up and bearing our fangs against these people who are involved in the Spygate scandal and this cover-up. She has nothing, folks, nothing. She's testifying at an impeachment hearing and has said in her own words, you just listened to and saw, that she has no evidence of any crimes at all. Why are you here? Nunes asked her that question. Why are you here? Nunes is like, maybe an HR hearing would be more appropriate because you have the sads about getting fired. Why are you here? Here's again, excellent congressman from Texas, John Ratcliffe, I believe a former United States attorney, so a good lawyer. Remember, Yovanovitch is up there testifying. She's a Democrat witness, folks. She's a Democrat witness and a Democrat as well. She's up there testifying that she's a big corruption fighter in Ukraine and she has the sads because she was fired by Trump, although she was looking into corruption. Here's John Ratcliffe saying, hey, listen, you were investigating corruption in Ukraine. You're a big corruption fighter, allegedly. Then what about Burisma? Serious allegations. This corrupt natural gas company hired Joe Biden's kid to influence U.S. policy on Ukraine. What about that? Look at her. Uh, check this out. But you specifically recall Burisma. Yes. All right. Out of thousands of companies in the Ukraine, the only one that you recall the Obama-Biden State Department preparing you to answer questions about was the one where the vice president's son was on the board. Is that fair? Yes. Uh, you understood from uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary George Kent's testimony, as it's been related to you, um, that he testified a few days ago. Do you understand that that arrangement, Hunter Biden's um, role on the Burisma board, caused him enough concern that, as he testified in uh, his statement, that in February of 2015, I raised my concern that Hunter Biden's status as a board member could create the perception of a conflict of interest. He went on to talk about the vice president's responsibilities over the Ukraine and or over Ukraine, Ukrainian policy as one of those factors. Do you recall that? Yes. Did you ever, do you agree with that? Yeah. That it was a legitimate concern to raise? I, I think that it could raise um, the appearance of a conflict of interest. Oh, oh, you do. That's funny because you seemed in your opening statement, although Joe, she's a big corruption fight. I want you to stay. Yeah. What's going understand what's going yeah, on there. They, Schiff has her up there as this white knight corruption fighter in Ukraine who Donald Trump fired 
because she was exposing Ukrainian corruption. Ladies and gentlemen, the biggest corruption scandal going on was the hiring of Hunter Biden to influence U.S. policy by a Ukrainian natural gas company. And she seems almost unconcerned. Oh, yeah. Oh, there could be an appearance of a conflict of interest. Do you, you think? Oh, my God. You think that's an appearance of a conflict of interest? You think so? The vice president's kid on a, a company under investigation for corruption while you're the corruption fighter? Oh, it gets worse. Hat tip Trump war room on this. I got this from their Twitter feed. Here's a video of her. Yeah. This is great. This is the juxtaposition between her big corruption fighter bona fides and her sudden amnesia about a case she acknowledges looks really bad about Hunter Biden's kid that could be corruption. Check this out. And although I have met former Vice President Biden several times over the course of our many years in government service, Neither he nor the previous administration ever raised the issue of either Burisma or Hunter Biden with me. The first time you personally became aware of Burisma was actually when you were being prepared by the Obama State Department for your Senate confirmation hearings. And this was in the form of practice questions and answers. This was your deposition. And you testified that in this particular practice Q&A with the Obama State Department, it wasn't just generally about Burisma and corruption. It was specifically about Hunter Biden and Burisma. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And the exact quote from your testimony, Ambassador, is, quote, the way the question was phrased in this model Q&A was, what can you tell us about Hunter Biden's, you know, being named to the board of Burisma? So for the millions of Americans watching, President Obama's own State Department was so concerned about potential conflicts of interest from Hunter Biden's role at Burisma that they raised it themselves while prepping this wonderful ambassador nominee before her confirmation. And yet our Democratic colleagues and the chairman of this committee cry foul when we dare ask that same question that the Obama State Department was so concerned about. The meatloaf! <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah, man. I missed that one. Yes, please bring in the meatloaf. What is she doing back there? Oh, yeah. right? oh, what is she doing? Get this back? over with. What is she doing? <laughs> Folks, did you see that contrast? Holy In the Ivanovich's opening statement, oh. Joe. She says, I was never contacted about Hunter Biden uh, by Obama <laughs> or Joe Biden himself. Meanwhile, this is the big corruption fight. <laughs> she then acknowledges later the video you just saw, Ratcliffe. That she was briefed on the whole Hunter Biden situation because they were worried oh. about a conflict of interest. Oh. I, I thought you didn't hear it. The gentlelady will suspend, suspend the nonsense. <laughs> She's a big corruption fighter who in her opening statement is not telling the truth. There are documents of the Obama-Biden administration briefing Yovanovitch on how to answer questions about the conflict, potential corruption, with Biden's kid being hired by a Ukrainian natural gas company. Yet she's saying she never heard from them. Big corruption fighter. Yeah, okay, sure. She's not telling the truth, folks. All right, I want to get to more on Elise Stefanik, who... Wow. yeah. It's not been a diehard conservative through the years. I just want to be clear on that because I want to give you a broad spectrum. But again, deserves some serious plaudits for just excellent, excellent work under pressure up on the hill. I mean, just outstanding questioning. So really, I'm going to get to that in a second. Final sponsor of the day are our buddies at Helix. Love Helix. We'd be lost in this house without it. Paul and I had a long weekend. We had a speech. We had that interview with President Trump. 
uh, which thankfully went up. And we got some really good sleep last night, thanks to Helix and their mattresses. These are the best mattresses out there, the best mattresses for the price. Here's the catch with Helix, and I mean the catch in a good way, like a catch of a big, uh, you know, a 21-foot-long salmon or something like that. They have a two-minute sleep quiz you can take. Just takes two minutes, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the mattress for you. No more mattress for some, like, you know, stick figure guy you've never met or something like that. This is a customized mattress for you. Paul and I have it cut down the middle. We have different preferences. I'm a side sleeper. She's a back sleeper. Are you a side sleeper? Are you a hot sleeper? Like me, everything's hot. I am always hot. Paul is not. She's always cold. With Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising. It's rated number one. Their mattresses by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash damn. Take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress. You will not get a finer mattress for the money. I'm telling you, you'll get the best sleep of your life. My daughter has one, too. She loves it. That's how we got one, because my wife was inside sleeping on my daughter's bed, falling asleep, reading her stories at night. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even This is how confident they are in this mattress. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. They will come and get it. You will. That's not even. A, I'm not even concerned about it. I get nothing but positive feedback about Helix Sleep right now. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners to the Dan Bongino Show. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Get your $200 off your mattress order. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan today. Get that old mattress out of there. Get a new one in there. Sleep comfortably. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Don't miss this opportunity. Check them out. Okay. So, folks, in the, the last portion of this block of the show where I'm covering the disastrous, cataclysmic, catastrophic collapse of the impeachment hoax and all the associated accoutrements that come along with it, Elise Stefanik did an excellent job. Elise Stefanik is a real threat to the Democrats right now. How do we know that? Joe, how do you and I always know that? Because Joe and I mm -hmm. know to monitor what the Democrats are saying about someone. Mm -hmm. And when they amp up their attacks on you, like they did on us a while ago, that, oh, and there's more news on that coming, by the way. Whew, can't say anything now, but I will be saying something soon. When they amp up your attacks on, their attacks yeah. on things, you usually know they're terrified. Elise Stefanik has them scared. Now, Adam Schiff, um, sleazy liar, conspiracy theorist, collusion hoaxer, Adam Schiff, is absolutely terrified by Elise Stefanik. I want to play this quick video of him trying to silence Elise Stefanik at the hearing. And I want to show you a bit of a media contrast, how when a similar thing happened to a Democrat, this rudely interrupting, the Democrat was a hero. But not now. Elise Stefanik is to be just a tortured online. They are ripping her to shreds, the Democrats online. Check out Schiff, this, this coward chump of a fool trying to silence this uh, Republican congresswoman. Check Yield to out. you, Ms. Stefanik. Thank you, Mr. Nunez. Ambassador Yovanovitch, the thank you for being here today. The gentlewoman will suspend. What is the interruption for this time? It is our time. The gentlewoman will suspend. You're not recognized. Mr. Nunez, you are minority counsel. I just recognize. Under the House Resolution 660, you are not allowed to yield time except to minority counsel. The ranking member Your yielded time to another member of Congress. No, that is not accurate. You're gagging the young that is lady accurate. from New York. Ambassador Yovanovitch, I want to thank you for gentlewoman being here today. Gentlewoman will suspend. You're not recognized. This is the fifth time you have interrupted members of Congress, duly elected members of Congress. The woman will suspend. Uh, Mr. Chair, we, we control the time. Uh, it's been customary to this committee that whoever controls the time uh, can yield to whoever they wish. If we have members of Congress that have a few questions, 
it seems appropriate that we be able to let Ms. Stefanik uh, ask her question. Nunez, you or Minority Council recognized? He's got the, he's a little worried. Yeah. Adam Schiff has the sads there. Yeah. A little terrified, huh? <laughs> he is absolutely yeah. horrified that Elise Stefanik has wrecked his entire impeachment hoax with her questioning. Now, this same thing happened to Kamala Harris, who was rudely interrupting a hearing before. And I want to show you some of the media coverage of this. Here's the media coverage of Kamala Harris, a prominent Democrat, by the way. People keep interrupting Senator Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris again interrupted by male colleagues. Once again, senators cut off Kamala Harris as she rails on. Once again, Kamala Harris is interrupted at a Senate hearing. Kamala Harris silenced in Senate hearing. You're going to see none of that about Elise Stefanik who the insane, misogynistic, women-hating liberals, and I mean every word of that, believe me, over the weekend got trending a hashtag that is grotesque. Trashy Stefanik. I'm not making that up. Led by a horrible human being who is a disgrace to Hollywood, which is saying a lot. Hollywood's a disgrace in and of itself. Chrissy Teigen, who is an awful, horrible human being, tweeted out that, yes, Elise Stefanik, I called you trash. She's not liberal, by the way. supposed to love women. and take No, no, only, re- only Democrat women. Right. Republican women are to be called trash. You're a disgrace, Chrissy Teigen. You are, you are an absolute disgrace. You're an embarrassment to whatever feminist movement you think you're a part of. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. You know, I got beat up on this show a little while ago in the beginning when AOC won her seat in Congress for saying what, Joe? I said, listen, Congratulations. Winning a seat in Congress is hard. I know. Mm -hmm. I ran. I didn't make it. It's tough to do. I said, congrats. You're just wrong on everything, and we're going to continue to attack your ridiculous ideology. I got more of that in a minute. She's really not that bright either. But you have never, ever heard me call AOC, Rashida Tlaib, the squad, or anyone else trash. Never. Never, never. Disgusting. Not on this show. And if it... And, and Joe wouldn't allow it, and I wouldn't allow it from Joe, and neither would Paula. Well, wouldn't do it. Disgusting. Yeah. Filth. That's filth. Calling her trash. Mm-hmm. Really gross. You should really be ashamed of yourself. All right, moving, because mm-hmm. that'll get out of control quickly. I can tell. I'm getting furious, and I don't like to do that. Distraction from the show. All right, folks, moving on. I've got a lot of other stuff to get to in, a, in the remaining portion of the show. Um, there's a really important study that came out this week. I'm not going to dig too much into it. But as a former member of the Secret Service, I'm going to put the link to the PDF in the show notes. They just put out their updated report on school violence, targeted school violence, school shootings. Ladies and gentlemen, it's worth your time. Yeah, I know Joe has always been interested in this. Um, There's the cover, the 2019 version. It's the Secret Service in conjunction with the National Threat Assessment Center. Folks, it'll be up in the show notes. Please subscribe to our newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. I will email you this stuff every day. If you don't want to subscribe, that's fine. Just go to Bongino.com. You can check it out at the show notes. Please read the PDF. It's very readable. Even if you just read the executive summary, Uh, if you have a child in school, you work in a school, you know someone with a child in school, there are some really, really strong takeaways from their exhaustive study on what leads to this targeted school violence. Just a couple of the takeaways, bullet points. You know, there's not one motive. A lot of these these kids who do this and and engage in these tragic shootings, these horrible crimes, there's not one specific motive. Secondly, important, the overwhelming majority of incidents, the firearm use came from the house. 
Listen, I am a, the hmm. strongest of advocates for the big R God-given right to self-protection. But we, you know, we have to secure our weapons. I, you know, I'm not lecturing anybody. You all know that. I know a lot of you. I'm, this is not me virtue signaling anyone. I'm just telling you what the data shows. Someone got access to a weapon they shouldn't have got their hands on. The firearms came from the house. Second, a uh, third, excuse me. There were a lot of developmental sy symptoms. A lot of them had some psychiatric, psychological issue that they were either seeing someone with or had some developmental issues. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, everyone who's got uh, some kind of a neuropsychiatric disorder is going to be violent. They're not suggesting that. They're simply saying, here's what the data shows. There were some developmental issues there. Here's another one. There were peer or romantic issues with a lot of these school shooters uh, that were engaged in this targeted violence beforehand. They had problems with their peers, problems with a love interest of theirs. You know, again, does that mean every? No, obviously not. It's just a, a collection of data points that when viewed together may be a warning sign for someone people are suspicious may be having a problem. Here's the most important takeaway, though, which they, they on their last school shooting report, they, uh, they discovered as well, that there were signs, folks that other people had serious concerns about nearly all of these people engaged in these, in these school violence incidents and that somehow they fell through the cracks. So the warning signs were there. Check it out. I'm giving just a top line summary, uh, given the time constraints on the show. The PDF will be in the show notes today. Spread it around, spread it far and wide. You know, the Secret Service does really good work. It's one of those uses of your taxpayer dollars that you're like, thankfully, mm. finally, you know, with taxes paying for something that actually works. It's a very, very well done study. And I strongly encourage you to check it out. Okay, moving on. Um, speaking of AOC before, who, again, has the, some of the worst, most poorly thought out, ignorant ideas about economics and governance I've ever seen in my life. We're not going to call, you know, any of these ridiculous names the left engages with when they critique women on the right. But here's a fascinating story by our resident fact checker, Matt Palumbo, that'll be up in the show notes today. He sent me this, this idea for an article. And I said, that's not true, is it? He's like, yes, folks, 75% of AOC's squad has been investigated for campaign finance abuses. Remember, AOC and Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley, the squad, these four members. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, these are supposed to be these, these leftist uh, icons of, of, of change and you know, hope and change and the socialist regimes coming in to take over and the central planners and the bureaucrats. We're going to bring you a new tomorrow of prosperity. We're all so smart. You're all so stupid in the market economy. Apparently, you're not smart enough to stay out of trouble. You look kind of swampy yourself. With the announcement this weekend that Rashida Tlaib is being investigated for alleged campaign finance violations, we now have her. Ilhan Omar, who's been investigated for those payments mm -hmm. being made to a guy who has some allegations of some infidelity thing. And then we have AOC, who's, who has uh, had some complaints about her for FEC uh, campaign violations as well. Mm -hmm. Remember, though, Joe, these are the uh, the tip of the spear of upper end morality, the mm -hmm. virtue signalers to the rest of us. These are 75 percent of the squad is under a campaign finance violation investigation or has been at some <laughs> point. Nice work. Very well done. You're really cleaning up the swamp. Sounds pretty swampy to me. But they call those facts and data, unlike Chrissy Teigen, who called Elise Stefanik trash. Disgusting. Just filthy. Now, AOC and Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Presley, the members of the squad, Ayanna Presley, these members of Congress also are advocating for single payer, a government takeover with Bernie uh, Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and other prominent Democrats advocating for a takeover of the healthcare system. 
Well, let's see how well that's worked in certain areas. Piece of the free beacon again be up in the show notes for you. Washington free beacon. Finland's government collapses due to the rising cost of universal health care. Wait, wait, that can't be. That can't be. The gentleman will suspend. The gentleman will suspend. That can't be true. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, AOC and her squad, these economic geniuses, and I say that with the utmost level of sarcasm, have told us, Joe, that the Scandinavian model, Denmark, Norway, Finland, all these countries, this Scandinavian model of government health care, this is it, Joe. This is the exemplar we should all be using for the model in the United States. Well, from the free beacon piece, let's see how well it's working out over there after Finland's government collapsed over it. Reuters reports that soaring, Reuters, by the way, not some right-wing outlet. Reuters reports that soaring treatment costs and longer lifespans have particularly affected Nordic countries. Nordic countries where comprehensive welfare is the cornerstone of the social model have been among the most affected, according to Reuters. But reform is in controversial, has been controversial, and in Finland, plans to cut costs and boost efficiency have stalled for years. Here we go. Here's the takeaway. Similar problems are bedeviling Sweden and Denmark, two other countries frequently held up as models to follow on health care. Finland's crisis, their government collapse, folks, in particular, comes as calls for universal health care have grown louder among Democrats in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, how stupid do we have to be to fall down this rabbit hole again? You are watching these Nordic countries they're citing as an example collapse under the oppressive weight of an inefficient, too expensive healthcare system. And you imbecilically, I just made that up, want to recreate this model here in the United States? Holy Moses. How stupid are people to buy into this trap? Oh, gosh. I can't believe it. Are we going to get to everything? This is nice. Maybe the huh. first time it's ever happened. Yeah. All right. Last story. I, yeah. I, this one, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg is the new it guy for the Democrat Party. He's apparently running uh, right. now, I think, eight to nine points ahead in Iowa. He is the failed mayor of South Bend, Indiana, fake moderate. He's really a radical leftist, uh, Buttigieg. And uh, Buttigieg has a problem, folks. Buttigieg is having a real issue with the black vote. Biden is doing very well. He's doing poorly. Why is that a problem? Well, in the early states, Iowa and New Hampshire, the black vote is not as substantial as a demographic portion of the population as it is in other states like South Carolina, which is rich with delegates. So Buttigieg may come out, you know, hot out of Iowa, win Iowa. He may do well in New Hampshire as well. But once you get to South Carolina, black voters are going to have an increasingly larger percentage of the vote, therefore more influence. Buttigieg, ladies and gentlemen, for a lot of reasons, has had significant issues recruiting the black vote. So what does this horrendously run campaign do? What a faux pas. Check out this tweet by Robbie Starbuck. So Buttigieg this weekend, folks, you're never going to believe this. I told my wife this. She's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, this happened. Buttigieg's campaign put out a list of 400 black South Carolinians who endorsed him. Oh, great, Joe. Wow, he's got a lot of support. I thought you said, Dan, he was hurting with the black community. Yeah, there's a slight problem, Joseph. Um, a bunch of these people actually didn't endorse Buttigieg. <laughs> Matter of fact, 42% of the list is white. And he used stock photos of Kenya. How would Democrats in the media react if Trump had done this? Oh, Folks, cow. I got to tell you, I'm hesitant to even talk yeah. about this because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. So let's just be clear on this. Buttigieg has issues with the black vote. Puts out a list of 400 South Carolinian prominent black officials who endorsed him. 42% of the list is not black. They're white. 
and he goes and pulls stock photos of Kenyans oh. to put in there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to leave that one there because I have nothing to add to that story that could possibly make it any worse than it already sounds. Can you imagine? I'm done. Don't even let me do it because this is really, this is one of those segments that even talking about it, even though you're talking about what a leftist did, will just, this is so bad and embarrassing. Whoa, Nelly. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I'm just going to let that one stew. Maybe we'll readdress it again in another day. Don't miss my Trump interview with President Trump. I had to put the tie on, of course, out of respect for the White House. So um, I hope you like it. It's We hit on a lot of points. It's worth your time. We have a, spe- what's that? For your co- oh yeah, Paula wanted me to thank you all for the comments. We do read your emails. Mm. They were very nice. We appreciate it. Uh, we didn't get any negative feedback, except for the national debt question, which I told you. I promise you in the future, if we can get another interview, I'll get again. And we've got a great lineup coming up. We're working on locking in Don Jr. For this Friday's interview, we have Brian Kilmeade. We just had Candace Owens confirm, Greg Jarrett. We're going to have great interviews, more coming up. So don't miss it. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. Thanks, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.